Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today for yet another episode of Facebook Live. And so I just want to acknowledge here uh, that it's morning uh, here on the East Coast where I'm at right now. And I, I do have a, a, a quite a, an intense migraine headache. <laughs> But I did want to honor the space um, as I did advertise that I would be doing a Facebook Live session now. And so I wanted to uh, show up and honor that, but also wanted to, to be transparent in how I am showing up today. And I am quite certain that uh, a nice meditation on resting uh, will be helpful for this migraine that I happen to be nursing right now. So why Facebook Live, right? Now, I've been doing these sessions uh, since March 2020. And I really, uh, nowadays, I carve out uh, once or twice a week for about a month uh, to, do offer uh, to offer Facebook Live sessions as a way of leading up to an online meditation program that I'm offering. And this is no different. Um, a talk on resting as a way of uh, leading into an online meditation program called Resting in a Non-Reactive Space. And so I just want to speak a little bit about the actual program, and then I'll get into the topic today. So this program meets on Sundays from 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. So it's a, it's a noon to 2.30 p.m on East Coast time, so do adjust your clocks accordingly. And this runs from October 1st to December 17th. So there are 12 sessions in total live. And the meetings occur over Zoom, and they're recorded, but the recordings are only made available to the retreat participants. And so uh, that's, I offer that so that people can make um, most of the live sessions or a few of the live sessions or none of the live sessions. It's really up to the participant and where your comfort level is and how much bandwidth you have in your schedule to do the sessions live. Now, that being said, uh, none of the offerings are pre-recorded. I show up live on the call and I do a lot of interaction with the people who can make the sessions live. And I think for me, that's one of the distinguishing characteristics between what I offer and what many, many other facilitators and teachers are offering is that everything that I do, I do live. I interact live on the call with the participants and so forth. So the fee for the 12-week offering is $119. Now, spaces are limited. I try to limit the enrollment to 15 to 20 people. And that's uh, so that we have this kind of an intimate uh, cohort uh, environment so that people feel very um, free and open to share um, as meditation, particularly resting meditation, I find that that really can bring up a lot of things. And so it's helpful to cultivate a safe container that we can all uh, share and reflect on. And so that being said, there's a confidentiality agreement that we all enter into at the beginning of the program together so that we can hold that uh, space of safety for each other. 
Uh, everything that I offer, I offer within a trauma-informed framework. I've done quite a bit of studying with uh, the experts in the field of trauma, such as uh, Dr. David Trelevin, uh, Dr. Peter Levine, Dr. Pat Ogin, um, uh, Gabor Mate as well, who, um, who are experts in the field. And I try to design the courses in such a way that um, people uh, with any degree of trauma can feel safe and uh, open to engage in the practices. That being said, also, I'd like to mention that um, everything that I offer is offered in a sectarian, uh, uh, non-religious format. So everything, you know, all, all of my training, or 95% uh, of my training is in the Buddhist tradition. Um, but I, I don't offer it from a Buddhist lens. I don't offer these teachings from a Buddhist lens, but from a, a, a sectarian lens. So for more information about the online program coming up, uh, that is at my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org. So I would invite you to go there to register or to find out more, or if you have any other questions, you can message me through the website or message me here on Facebook or Instagram, and we can go from there. <clears throat> so again, that's resting in a non-reactive space, October 1st to December 17th, from 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. on Sundays. Okay. So the topic at hand, resting. So perhaps moving into this topic um, with a quote from the psychologist and Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl. And this is a very often used quote in mindfulness circles. The quote is, um, beyond, I'm sorry, <laughs> between the stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom and our power to choose. In that space lies our freedom and our power to choose. And so resting in a non-reactive space is the process of first finding that space between the stimulus and our response, and then cultivating the ability to rest in that space. So we locate, we find, we sense, we feel the space in between what's happening externally and our response or what's happening internally in our mind and our response to that. And then cultivating the capacity, the ability, the skill to rest in that space. And this, this deep, radical quality of rest is really dependent on a very deep understanding of impermanence. We all know that everything changes, but we, we tend to hold that knowledge cognitively. We don't allow ourselves to feel the truth of impermanence in, in an embodied somatic way. And that recognition really begins with this 
phrase, everything that arises ceases. Everything that arises ceases. In fact, in the first discourse that the Buddha ever gave, uh, he talked to five disciples, five students, and he gave this you know, beautiful teaching on the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, which I won't get into here now, but if you're interested, uh, the discourse is named The Discourse Course Which Set the Wheel in Motion. So you can check it out. It's a two or three page discourse. And at the end of the discourse, one of the disciples stands up, Kadanya. Kadanya stands up and he exclaims very loudly and proudly, everything that arises ceases. And the Buddha said, yes, you are awakened. You have understood the teaching. And then it goes into this whole mythological dialogue about how Kadanya's third eye opened and light shone out of his forehead and all of the rest of it. But the important part, at least the important part from the perspective of this talk, is everything that arises ceases. And so when you think about how much of our reactivity is, uh, is um, engaged in, in the spirit of getting rid of something, right? We get angry because we want to get rid of something, right? We get frustrated because we want something to be different somehow, right? We feel sadness because life's unfolding is, is somehow not what we expected. And these emotions of anger, of frustration, of sadness, those emotions are not bad or wrong, but they are entry points into reactivity. And so the idea is cultivating this way of resting so that the frustration can show up, everything that arises ceases, so we can continue resting. We don't need to get rid of that frustration because it will self-liberate. The frustration has an expiration date. The resentment has an expiration date. The longing, the craving, the desire, all of these things arise naturally, normally, as a part of the human experience. But they don't, we tend to think, particularly with craving and desire, we, we get into craving, for example, or desire, and we it, it feels like, I don't know about for you all, but for me, when I'm in the midst of desire, it, it feels like it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Right? The trajectory of that desire is just going upward. And in a sense, we feel, or at least I feel, <laughs> uh, that... If I don't do something about that, it's just going to continue escalating until I explode. But logically, we know that's not true. Right? So coming back to the body, finding that place of rest, that spaciousness of mind and heart, that desire will eventually arc and begin to subside. The more we do that, the more we have this open experience of resting and witnessing our emotions arising, staying for a while, pretending to be very important, and then 
decaying and fading away, the more we experience that, the more we realize, oh, I can just stay at rest here. I don't need to engage in that. I don't need to entertain that. I don't need to yell, kick, punch, scream, or shout to get rid of the anger, which causes suffering for myself and for others. But I can rest. I can rest. And so this is a sort of a radical state of resting where we uh, cultivate the spaciousness of body, mind, and heart so that these emotions can move through us and we can remain at rest. And in that race, that space is found where we step away from reactivity and move into response. So we retrain ourselves to meet the difficult emotions in that space of resting. And in a few moments, I'll actually guide a resting meditation. Mm. Mm. I hope you're as excited as I am. <laughs> and you might notice, pardon me, I just need a sip of water here. You might notice as we move into this resting meditation, there may be areas of the body, the mind, and the heart that don't want to rest. And that's normal. We can't force resting, right? Because then we're just adding more tension to the mix, right? So the idea is to create the causes and conditions for the body to rest, for the mind to rest, for the heart to rest. And so as we're going through the body, inviting the body to rest, um, there may be pain or tension or discomfort. And as we encounter that discomfort or pain, I would invite us to hold the question, can I rest with this? Can I rest with this? Now, the answer could be, yeah, I can rest with that. It's not so painful. It's um, maybe a little bit irritating. But remember, everything that arises passes, and I can continue resting. That's great. The answer could be no, I can't rest with that. It's too painful, it's too irritating, it's triggering, it's activating. And in that with this, that's also fine. In that case, feel free to shift your awareness somewhere else, maybe to a sound or to another area of the body that feels uh, more comfortable and safe to rest. So can I rest with this? Yes, okay, great, continue resting. Can I rest with this? No, okay, great. Then move awareness somewhere else. So you might see there, there's no judgment, right? We're simply holding that question as information. And then we allow the answer to the question to help guide us into the practice. So inviting this you know, question, can I rest with this, into the situation, into the meditation practice there. And you know, there might be a lot of tension, perhaps in, in maybe an emotional tension in the heart or cognitive tension in the mind. And you might notice, uh, let's say we're, we're you know, moving into some of the emotional quality, we're, we're 
inviting ourselves to rest in the emotions that are present. And maybe, you know, there's something quite aggravating there. And so you might be able to manage maybe 5% rest and 95% tension, and that's fine. Just notice that that's what's there. So again, we're not trying to force anything because forcing things is the opposite of resting. So we're really, rather than trying to fix ourselves or change ourselves, we're trying to understand ourselves. And so in this understanding, we start to recognize how this tension in the body, how these resistances in the mind and the heart came to be. And in that seeing, in that insight, we start to be able to soften around that. There's a, a type of compassion that's marshaled in, if you will, to hold that material, to hold that pain, that discomfort. Now, I'm going to get much deeper into working in this way in the 12-week course. And today is just a short Facebook Live session, so I'm not going to unpack all of working with discomfort and challenges now. But I did want to offer a little bit to that as we move into the meditation here. So as we go through the meditation, we will be moving through the body, inviting the body to rest. We'll also be moving into the heart and the mind, inviting the mind to rest, inviting the heart to rest. So really cultivating this deep quality of rest. And that's it. <laughs> And we'll keep circling back around through those three areas of our experience, body, mind, and heart. Resting, resting. Now, there is one phrase, too, that I tend to use, and this comes from the Tibetan master, um, Gampopa. Oh, is it? No, sorry. The Tibetan master, Tilopa. Tilopa, the Dzogchen master. And Tilopa says, not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present to make anything happen. So just rest. Not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. We don't need to figure anything out or make anything happen. Just rest. And if you really are into working with these practices, you might write that down and, and put it somewhere visible. And um, yeah, so we'll be working with that set of phrases in this practice as well. So if you would, uh, take a few moments to get into your most comfortable meditation posture, whatever that might mean for you. And this can be done lying down, if you wish. But you might be in danger of falling asleep. And so in that case, I would advise a more upright posture, some posture that sort of symbolizes wakefulness and energy, and at the same time allows us to relax and rest. And do feel free to change postures mid-practice if that's helpful and supportive. 
And also would like to mention that um, you could do this with your eyes open or closed, however you're comfortable. So in a few moments' time, I'll ring the bell and I'll guide us in. We'll do this for about 15 to 20 minutes. Enjoy the practice. And so the invitation here is just to arrive into this present moment. And there are many ways of arriving and connecting to the present moment. And for this practice, perhaps starting with the experience of the body. And so perhaps offering ourselves a pointer phrase here, like sitting, and I know that I'm sitting. As a way of connecting to the felt experience of the present moment. Or if you're lying down, lying down, and I know that I'm lying. And perhaps noticing if there's any obvious tension or stress in the body, perhaps in the abdomen or around the shoulders, just taking a moment to invite that to soften and release, relax. And if it's helpful and supportive, you might take a deep breath here. Maybe feeling into the breath as it fills the abdomen. And as you breathe out, really following the out-breath. Following the out-breath with awareness. And as the out-breath ends, just rest awareness in the gap at the end of the out-breath. And I'll guide a few breaths like this. If your breathing doesn't match mine, that's fine. Please go at your own pace. So when you're ready, when it feels good to do so, breathing in nice and deep into the abdomen. And as you exhale, resting awareness on the out-breath and finding the gap at the end of the out-breath before the in-breath. And rest there. And then once again, when you're ready, when it feels good to do so, breathing in nice and deep into the abdomen. And resting awareness on the out-breath, finding the space at the end of the out-breath. And then when you're ready, allowing the breathing to return to its uncontrolled breathing pattern, just breathing normally, naturally. 
perhaps noticing the rising and falling of the abdomen, the expanding and contracting of the rib cage with each breath. You might notice the shoulders rising on the in-breath and falling on the out-breath. The back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. We might notice how the body tends to straighten up slightly as you breathe in and lean forward slightly on the out-breath. Perhaps noticing how the temperature changes from cooler to warmer at the nose, and perhaps the back of the throat with each breath. Resting, resting. And so while we're here resting with this present moment experience, the invitation then is to bring awareness to the feet. And perhaps noticing the contact of the feet against the floor or the ground or the carpet. Or if you're wearing shoes, noticing the shoes against the feet. Inviting the muscles in the feet to relax, grow soft, rest. We might notice sensations arising from the legs, from the ankles to the knees, the knees to the hips, quadriceps and thighs. Perhaps noticing, we might notice a type of tingling or tension, tightness, softness, warmth smoothness or roughness, pressure, pulsating, whatever is there. Inviting the muscles in the legs to relax, grow soft, rest. We might also notice the weight of the body against the cushion or chair. or mat or floor. Inviting the muscles underneath those sensations to relax and rest. And while we're here resting, resting, the invitation then is to bring awareness to the hands and the arms. Perhaps noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other. The arms resting against the body. Inviting the hands and arms to relax, grow soft, rest. And while we're here resting, resting. The invitation then is to bring awareness to the back, 
the lower back, the middle of the back, the upper back. Inviting the muscles in the back to grow soft, relax, rest. And perhaps once again, noticing the rising and falling of the abdomen with each breath. It's quite common for the human body to contain tension or stress in the abdomen. And if you notice any stress or tension there, just inviting that to soften, relax, release, let go. Perhaps noticing too the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. Noticing if there's any tension around the heart area. Inviting that to soften, release, relax. Perhaps the shoulders. Inviting the muscles in the shoulders to grow soft, unwind. There may be sensations arising throughout the back of the neck and the sides of the neck. Inviting the muscles in the neck to relax, rest, grow soft. There may be sensations arising throughout the cheeks of the face. Letting any tension or stress that's held in the face soften, relax, rest. And if it's helpful, you might unhook the jaw and just gently moving the jaw left to right as a way of inviting the muscles in the jaw to soften, release. It's quite common, too, to carry tension behind the eyes and around the eyes, so inviting the eyes to relax and soften. Perhaps noticing tension throughout the forehead. So inviting the muscles in the forehead to relax, rest. And noticing any sensations arising at the top of the head. The very crown of the head. Resting. Resting. And from time to time, if it feels helpful, you might check in with the shoulders. Are the shoulders really resting? Checking in with the abdomen. Is the abdomen really at rest? Noticing the arms and hands. Are the arms and hands really resting? Checking in with the back. 
Is the back truly at rest? Noticing the legs. Are the legs really resting? Noticing the feet. Noticing the throat and neck. The throat and neck really resting. Noticing the face, the jaw. The jaw and the face really at rest. Allowing the body to rest very, very deeply. And if there's areas of the body that arrive as particularly painful or triggering or activating, holding the question, can I rest with this? Can I rest with this? And allowing the question to guide our awareness. And while we're here resting, resting, the invitation then is to notice the activity of the mind. Observing the thoughts in the mind the way we might observe fish in a fish tank. Looking into the aquarium of the mind. There might be big fish or small fish. There might be many fish or a few fish. There might be colorful fish or plain fish. Recognizing that we don't need to believe in the fish, follow them. We don't need to entertain these thought fish. So just observing these thoughts as they swim past. And as we observe these thought fish, the activity of the mind, you might notice the mind tends to grow quiet. And so we can begin to invite the mind to rest. Calming the mind. Resting the activity of the mind. 
inviting the resting mind to match the resting of the body. So peaceful. So calm. And we might include emotions and feelings. And just noticing whatever is there. Whatever feelings and emotions might be here, acknowledging that these will arise and eventually they will pass. And so we can remain at rest. Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart. Just rest, just rest. And if you should find you get distracted by thoughts while we're here resting, just remember that that's normal. The mind will want to think. Noting the thoughts, thinking, thinking, gently letting the thoughts go, and returning back to the present moment, resting, resting. This moment is not better than, it's not worse than, it's not equal to any other moment. It's just this. It's just this rest. Not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. We don't need to figure anything out. We don't need to make anything happen. So right now, just rest. Just rest. Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart.
Not better than. Not worse than. Not equal to any other moment. It's just this. Just rest. And so in a few moments time, we'll begin to shift away from the guided meditation and back into a conversational space. So if your eyes were closed and you want to come back from the practice, you might open them now and just kind of look around the room and taking in all of the shapes and objects, the colors, the shadows, the light. And that's an exercise called uh, reorienting, which comes from Dr. Peter Levine. Um, it's a really nice way of um, settling the nervous system after a deep resting practice like that one. Hmm. So I think we'll leave it there. I don't really have anything much else to say. And if I do, I'll be doing another one of these in a week. Um, so hope you'll, hopefully you'll join me there or then. And um, yeah, maybe sign up for the program if you're curious and if this practice was helpful and nourishing for you and you'd like to explore uh, some more of that and, and go deeper and deeper and deeper into this possibility of resting in this space of non-reactivity. Um, yeah, which for me is really the whole driving force behind any type of contemplative practice is really this cultivating this ability uh, to move through our life in a space of non-reactivity. So really this course gets to the heart of the matter. So I hope you'll join me there again to, to register for the course. It's suchsweetthunder.org or you can simply message me through Facebook or, or, uh, or Instagram. And let me know if you want to sign up. Hope to see you there or here next week and uh, have a great day. Have a great night and I'll ring the bell to close us out. Thank you so much.